0: It's truly an honor to to be able to come and speak before you today it's you know it's 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 a it, when you when you retire you think well I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of anything but I find out that people just keep pulling at you and tugging at you and and you find yourself doing things that said, I said I wasn't going to do but praise the Lord he he saw a need for me to continue on in, in, in ministry so it is a great honor for me to be here today, Pastor Tim. And I'm just I'm just thankful for you for this opportunity, to share God's word with God's people. Amen? Amen. Because you know, I was going to say the opportunities is a far and few in between, but you know God knows what He's doing, and He He points you at the right time to do things. So He says, "Be you also ready." So praise be to God for that. So again, I say thank you to Pastor Tim and. To his lovely wife Yolanda, who is by his side, who's in it with in his ministry. he she's, she's been married for I don't know how many years too, and and <laughs> <laughs> and we just we thank you for the fellowship that we have in, had along the way. I like to acknowledge my wife Julia, and I'll, I'll let you know that she's she's been in my life for over 48 years. We've been married for that long. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be 48 years in September. September. Amen. You know, and September 4th. September 4th yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's good to see my my good friend Sister Granetta Pender here as well. She 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 came down. She followed her son down here from up there in Newcastle, New Newcastle, Jeez, Mansfield, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan to be before you long, but the Lord may have other plans. But, you know, so we're thankful for the word. Let's have a a word of prayer. Our Lord, our holy God, we just are so thankful. We're grateful for this opportunity one more time just to stand up before your people to, to let them know what thus saith the Lord. We just pray, Heavenly Father, that we'll be able to, take the word and comprehend the word, and not only be hearers, but also to be doers of the same. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to open up our understanding, so that we may go forth, telling everybody about how you have come into their lives, and how they want to be disciples for you. But all things we ask in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus to Christ. Amen. Amen. So if you would turn with me in your Bibles or your cell phones or your laptops or whatever you got there <clears throat> to the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. And I know I put down the 19th to 20th verse, but I'm going to back it up. I just, Lord said back it up just a little bit, okay? And we're going to start with. 28 chapter, this is the 16th verse. Then the eleven disciples went to Gal- Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. That's out of the NIV translation. Then in the book of Mark, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse, and he said to them go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned amen amen so just for a brief moment I want to talk about one mission, spreading the light. Spreading the light. You know, back in February, I received a letter from Pastor Tim. And he was sharing me the theme for the for the year for for this, this, this body of believers. And this theme was one team, one vision, one mission, one voice. And you know, and I thought about that, and I said, this theme promotes church unity and being on on one accord with one another. And if you know anything about the church, you know the church needs to be on more accord and more unity. Now, I'm not just talking about God's house here, Christian church, but the church, the body of believers, those in Christ who say they believe, we need to come together in the word of God, believing on the same things, doing his will, going out and working for the Lord to the best of our ability. So yeah, we we need a whole lot more unity. And as you already know, is we the people? That's all of us. We are the church. Amen? And as such, a church must come together on God's principles and God's doctrine. And when we come together as one in the name of Christ, then we can have unity in the spirit. But the problem is coming together in that unity and thinking along the same ways, amen? But if we would just listen to that spirit, that spirit will put us on track that think like-minded as individuals crying out with one voice in Christ. Without, without a doubt, if we are his disciples, we must be on the same team. We cannot be divided, for a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know, you know, you know I, I, I know I, I, I talked about the one team, the one vision, and the other one, the one voice but I'm going to focus more on the mission of the church. So I'm going to take a few moments to dwell just on that particular mission. But in order to be on the same team, God provides the pastor with a vision. Amen. That vision is shared with God's people. And from that vision, the mission of the church is established. In order to complete that mission, the people must understand that there is only one voice calling the church out to complete this mission. Amen. That one voice is the voice of God instructing his people through his word on how to carry out his mission. And we should note that God is not going to provide a vision or a mission that does not line up with his word. I, can I ask for amen? I'm Baptist. Can you say amen? <laughs> So I I believe in many respects that we, the people that make up the church, have lost sight of the primary mission of the church, amen? And if someone asks you, what is the primary mission of the church? I'm just wondering, what would you say? Would you say it is to multiply and grow the numbers? Well, that's good too. Would you say it's to bring moral reform into our nation, well, no, Lord knows we need some of that, amen. Would you say it is simply to worship God every Sunday, or perhaps you would just think, well, the mission of the church is to make the pastor a little richer? <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> no, if, if, if that were the case, I have fallen woefully short <laughs> of, of, of that mark. Okay. He has provided for me. That's true enough. And he's given me what I need. That's true enough. I'm rich in spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) But, you know, to all these questions, though, that's not the primary reason. So I say nay to all of these. All these things would come about if we were to be faithful to our primary mission of spreading the light of salvation and letting our light shine throughout the world. You know, our, our little corner of the world should start at home and then spread abroad, right? So our little corner should start with family. And all of us got some family that say, you, you, they, they need a little more of Jesus in them. <laughs> hmm? All right, uh, thank you. <laughs> and you know, there, there, there are varying opinions about the multiple tasks and functions of the church but if you just allow me four Baptist minutes to make four points um, that I have put priority on as a mission of the church. See, someone knows what that Baptist minutes mean. Okay. <laughs> number one point, I'm gonna get these points and I'm gonna get out of your way. The number one point that I have is to proclaim the gospel throughout the world and make disciples of all kinds of people. Now, we can't be selective on who is going to be a disciple of Christ. We can't say what nationality is going to be a disciple of Christ. We can't put people in the little corners and categorize them and say, you can't. Your lifestyle is not conducive to Christian living, so you can't be a disciple of Christ. But we need to know that all of God's people can be disciples of Christ. We have to be that light that goes out into the world telling people that they need to follow the word of Christ. But at the same token, I'm not here to make you. I'm not here to to, to pound a, a stick over your head and say you got to go out and be disciples of Christ. All I can do is preach the word and tell you that this saith the Lord. And if you're a believer in Christ, you're going to believe thus what saith the word, and then you're going to go out and do what saith the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know. But we're just making, we, 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 we need to be witnesses to all kinds of people. I don't care your color. You can be brown, blue, rainbow, polka dot, whatever the color you may be. Amen? Notice, I did not say that that gospel we are—that we, the people—we're going to draw people to the Lord or to save people. We can't do either of that. That is through the Lord Himself. We can't draw people, nor do we have the power to save people. You know, in all my witnessing and all my going out and preaching and everything, I've never saved a person in my life. I have proclaimed the Word of God to them. And God does the drawing, and God does the saving. Amen? Yeah? We, can't, we don't have the power, nor do we have the power to save. We are his witnesses, and the, and the Spirit of the Lord will do the drawing. Again, I repeat, I can't save anybody. Amen? I can speak the word of truth to someone, and the Lord will do the saving once that individual accepts the Lord as their personal savior. That's the only condition. Mm-hmm. He didn't say he had to go out and get baptized right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't say, well, when you give your first $100,000, then you can be saved. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, it. that's not what it's all about. Right. It's the word of God going out, and they becoming believers. And as believers, they go out and say, I accept you as my personal savior, and as such, I'm going to be a child of the living king. Mm-hmm. But God uses his people, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's all of us, he uses his, his people, amen, to proclaim the word of God to all. We are not to pick and choose who will hear that word, for God is no respect of person. Mm-hmm. And all we need to do is be obedient to his command. What is that command, uh, that great commission? It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. And, lo, I am with you, hmm? always, even to the end of the age. And I said, you know, this, this is, and you all know this too, this is known as the Great Commission. But these, these verses convey two elements to me. We are to evangelize, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ that will bring souls into fellowship with God. And we are to make disciples, which disciples mean which they are followers. Discipleship is the training of believers to become disciplined followers of Jesus Christ. In reality, the mission of the church is a continuation of Christ's earthly ministry. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. So that training, it's imperative that we study the word. It's imperative that we understand the word. It's imperative that we go out and be doors of the word. It's imperative that that word becomes part of us and it's a living part of us so that we go forth. Not to, not to say that you're a perfect individual, because none of us are perfect individuals. But through Christ, we are made perfect. Amen? So if we stay in Christ and we stay in the word and we do his will and proclaim his word to the world, then we are doing his bidding. We're making disciples and asking those that don't know him to come into this family of believers so that we can all become part of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Point number two. is for the church to serve as a community of worship and fellowship and to manifest the presence of love the love of Jesus you know do you realize that when we do things in his name there he is among us that he's in our midst you know i look at Matthew 18 and and 20, it that God made man for his own pleasure to enjoy his fellowship and worship. Revelations 4.11, John 4.23, is says, part of the church mission is to bring people to God and to facilitate a corporate environment of worship and to express our love to him and to one another. There again, we can't we can't say I love the pastor, but I don't love the people that he's he's preaching to. The commandment is to love one another. So if I'm loving this part of it, am I following his command, or I'm uh, or I'm making a commentary that? I'm the one making the choice of who I'm going to love and who I'm going to hate. I don't think the Lord gave me a choice of who I'm going to love. He said, I have to love everyone. Regardless of who you are, I've got to love you. If you're my enemy, I still have to love you. you know. And if I'm going to be doing his will and making disciples, I have to be a primary example of how I'm going to live, and I got to show that love with you and others that I come in contact with hmm? you know and I know for some folks it is hard to love them <laughs> amen hmm? Some folks we just want to say, Mm-mm, Lord, hmm? take my hand and Hold it back, cause I want to slap you. Don't do that, y'all. All right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two highest ideals of Christianity are found in Mark twelve, thirty, and thirty-one, and it says, "And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul." and with all your strength. For this is the first commandment, and the second like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. For the Lord is pleased when we shower him with corporate love and worship, and when we are joined together in unity and love for one another. Or in John 13:35 it states, by this, all will know that you are my disciples. And then there's that, that clause in there. If you have love for one another. If you don't have that love for one another, you can't call you a disciple. I don't care how much you go out and preach and how much you witness. If you don't have love for the people that you're sharing the gospel with, you can't call them one of yours. You can't can't be one of his. All right. Number three. See, I'm moving fast. All right. To make believers and prepare them to perform works of ministry. That's mission. We are his disciples. God has appointed us to do certain things in his ministry. We are the ones who are to go out and fulfill that great commission. We can't just say it's the the pastor's job or the preacher's job to go out and do this. So another important mission of the church by means of its ministers, and by the mere fact that we are disciples of Christ, we are also ministers of his. Amen. It is to strengthen the body of believers and equip them for work of the ministry. And that's all of our responsibility. We equip one another. If you see me out of line and out of sorts, and, and you know the word of God, don't hesitate to come up to me and say, uh, 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 Tom, oh Brother Hunt there, uh, uh, do you think you are a good Good witness for the Lord Jesus Christ on today? Mm? Uh, Do you think the Lord would would appreciate how you have carried yourself in the last moment? Mm? See, that's why it's important that when we get up, we get up praising the God and worship him to the fullest and asking his direction upon your life and saying, Lord, I'm going to do these things for you regardless of what comes up against me today. I know the enemy is busy. I know the enemy is going to come at me with all its strength and all of its force. And it's going to try to deter me and tell me that I ain't good as I think I am. But God is good. And if I trust in the Lord with all my heart, and all my soul, and all my mind, and all my strength, I know he's going to equip me because he's going to put the full armor of God on me so that I am equipped to go into this world that we are in. Amen? So we, as mature believers, we we need to aid in equipping God's people. So out of love, we minister to one another. Because according to God's plan, each member of the body of Christ is called to serve in some aspect of ministry. You know that we all have certain gifts, and we know that. But knowing that and doing that is two different things. Sometimes we sit too long on that gift. We need to get up and let people know who we are and who, what we stand for. And we need to do that with boldness. We're too shy sometimes. We're too shy. And we just sit down on our, our laurels. I'm being nice. Huh? And we do absolutely nothing. And we'll say things like, well, God knows my heart. He, yeah, he knows your heart, but he wants you to do some action, too. He wants you to get up and do his will. <coughs> But in order to do those things, there's something we need to do, too. We need to be connected. Amen? We need to be connected to the true vine. You all know what that true vine is, right? That vine is Jesus Christ. How can we minister to God's people if we are staggering in our walk with the Lord? You may as well be drunk on some Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) <laughs> you know, true enough. We we are imperfect individuals, but we are made perfect through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, in order to walk with God, we need to be able to stay connected, and He will lead you through that quagmire of humanity. He'll help us get through this political season that we're going through. Amen. Mm -hmm. And all the humanity that you see and all of that fake love that I see out there. Amen. Okay. Point number four. Told you I'm not going to be up here that long. Number four. To represent the interests of the kingdom of God in this world, and influence our society with ideals of the Lord. So one thing that we, we have to realize that as, as disciples of Christ, as followers of Christ, as being faithful disciples, we've got to realize that we are the salt of the earth, all right? And and if we was to lose our flavor or lose our saltiness, how is the world going to be seasoned? If we are the same as what the world is, if 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 we haven't conformed to the if we've conformed to the ways of the world, how can I season anything? See, we allowed the world to change us rather than us going out. And changing the world we need to put our best foot forward regardless of what we're going through and say for the Lord I'll live and for the Lord I will die you know yeah you know and if we become true believers you know if you go back to mark sixteen and fifteen let me let me just go back there I wasn't planning on even saying this, but I want to Show you this. That marks sixteen and <clears throat> and fifteen, and I, I read a couple of those verses. But after it said, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, if you believe and you're truly a believer, it said, In my name, not in Tom's name, not in Pastor Tim's name, not in my wife Julia's name, but he taught, In my name, because these are Jesus' words, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well but that is a gift of god now i don't want you to get the idea that you can go out there and handle poisonous snakes okay okay because hmm? so that's just a a metaphor for saying that you'll be able to deal with that poisonous atmosphere that is out there. And, and, and you'll be able to let people know that you are protected by a, our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And as we go out to witness, you're going to come up against these things, these demons, and these folks that are snakes. And you'll be able to turn them back, because he's going to give you the words in order to do so. Amen? Amen. All right. But you are the salt of the earth. And if you're not using it, if you've lost your seasoning, then it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. And a city that is so on the hill, it cannot be hidden. You can't put your light underneath the bushel and think it's going to be seen. You got to open up that bushel and let that light from the hilltop shine so that people will know who you are and know the good works that you are doing in Jesus name. Amen. As the light of the world, we are to continue to salt the earth. Let us not lose our saltiness. Don't let no one steal your joy. I used to hear that often from a Reverend Porter, who used to be a pianist. A, Don't allow no one to steal my joy. Mm. Let us not l- let worldly influence to turn us around to the point we are non-effective in our ministry. So let us continue to walk, amen, in the light of our Lord. we will bow before our Lord and our Maker. But let us not bow to corruption and the darkness of this world. We represent God's presence in this world, and letting our light shine is Christ's antiseptic to sin. Let us continue to eradicate the world's evil with God's righteousness. Christ has intended for his church to let its light shine in the world to love, to care for, and to meet the needs of humanity while upholding the redemptive truths and the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus told his church, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven my commentary, I believe from the Great Commission that there will be other subsequent missions for the Lord that will come to light. Any mission we attempt needs God's blessing, and we should not move until the Lord says move. Sometimes we get in a hurry and we say things aren't happening the way I think they should. But it's not what you think, it's what the Lord thinks. And when he says do it, that's when we do it. But we have to learn how to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. We need to learn how to know that God is an on-time God. And when he says it's going to be the right time to move, that's when we do it. We'll find results when we learn how to wait. But then again, you have to realize that he's saying go sometimes, and we're still waiting. But you know, he'll lead you through that, too. But you have to ask him for that boldness to step out on the word of God and let that word of God be your guide. Let it lead you down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Let it be able to help you to introduce someone to the word of God and let them realize that this is a day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. He'll let you know when the time is right, and he will prepare you and then send you forth to do his will. Wait on the Lord, and he will prioritize his mission for you. When you get this direction to move, he'll say, move, and then you do it with gusto, and then you do it with boldness. So let us go forth from here, spreading the light of salvation to all who will hear the word of God. The journey you are on is a worthy journey. So let's keep the faith, and let's keep on keeping on. This is where I would normally start to tune up. But I'm not going to do that today, because God is too good for me. He has allowed me to walk this earth and to tell people about his ways. He has allowed me to stand tall and to to give the word of God to anyone that will hear the word of God. He allowed me to say to those that don't know him and don't want to know him to get behind me, Satan, because this is no place for you. And God is not a plaything. God is an on time. God who is going to move. As the spirit says, move. God is a good God. And I believe he has brought us together here so that we will realize that God is not a plaything. He is for real. And God has to be in charge. We're just his servants. We're just a few of his disciples spreading the word of light and letting you know that we haven't lost our salt in this one little bit. Because God is too good. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen.